All right, welcome back in, everybody, to Sports Daily here on KFH. You can join KFH in the Wichita Thunder in the fight against cancer on Cancer Awareness Night this Saturday. Uh, come out to Interest Bank Arena for the Gold as Ice Charities hockey game to support a great cause, which begins at 515 before the Thunder take on the Cincinnati Cyclones. Your admission to the game gets you into both events. Find out more at wichitathunder.com. Uh, back here on Sports Daily, Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing, Paul Savage in here. We made our football picks. You can go back and listen to those always for free on the Odyssey app. And the KFH hotline is now back open at 869-1240. So we see Steve Sarkeesian basically say he's staying at Texas. Same thing for Dan Lanning. Um, I, I we, we touched on this right before the end of the hour. I, I just am curious, Tommy, of how good a job this is, and where Alabama might go. I don't know where they'll go. Nick Saban came out of nowhere, sort of, for that. So they have a history of that to some degree. I I just think, like, for Alabama, they've got to go get the most experienced. And I'm not, this is not a, this is not a direct, like, don't think I'm saying and advocating and saying this is a possibility. I don't think that it is. But the kind of coach, like, when, when K-State and KU hired Chris Kleiman and Lance Leipold, they hired them because they're just great football coaches. Not anything else, you know, great football coaches. I, I think that's what Alabama probably needs to do here. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if after all of these coaches that have reaffirmed their commitments to their current schools, Dan Lanning, Steve Sarkeesian, it sounds like Mike Norvell at Florida State's kind of the same way if they go to somebody that maybe might not be the best idea, but they have a fit like a Lane Kiffin or a Dabo Sweeney. Those are coaches that it wouldn't shock me. Of course, they both have ties to Alabama. And if the hot names aren't wanting to, to move, then they go to somebody that they feel comfortable with. And like a Lane Kiffin or a Dabo Sweeney, um, I'm not sure that's the best choice for them. Uh, I think Kalen DeBoer, from Washington would be a phenomenal choice. I've not heard what the status is with him at Washington. Um, I know at one point there was speculation that he might be discussing a new contract with Washington. And that's the thing is that the Nick Saban move is really good for all these hot coaches, because even if they don't make a move to Alabama, they're in for raises and contract extensions at their current schools. Sarkeesian, I know he's been discussing a contract extension. Kalen DeBoer, like they're in for paydays, even if they don't take the Alabama job. Wow. Paul, how good is this job following think, Saban? Yeah, I think it's a great job for the right guy. And, and you guys are, are, are saying all the right names, all, all the names that sportscasters and everybody else thinks should take the job. Guy. And by the way, the, 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 uh, the, the coach at Washington, I believe I heard just this morning, so I think it's fairly new, I heard this this morning that he's he's not interested in this job. A lot of guys won't be interested in the Alabama job. I mean, you know, you're going to to the state of Alabama. I mean, this isn't this isn't exactly California or Florida or somewhere glamorous or someplace easy to recruit. It's Alabama for guys' sakes, but it's got a great reputation. One guy for me, my choice. If I was the AD, I'd be placing a phone call to Urban Myers. That's who I'd be calling. Urban Myers has baggage. I don't think the baggage includes his last day. Was it wasn't the Panthers? He had who was it? Was it the Jags? Jaguars. It was the Jaguars. I knew it was one of, one of those. Two. I, I don't think that really matters. But I'll tell you what, the guys won. Had he won national titles at two different schools? I'm pretty sure 
That's right, both at Florida and uh, Ohio State, Ohio if State. I'm not mistaken. That's, that's a guy that wins. That's a guy who's no nonsense. Now, he's probably a little out of touch with NIL, the portal, and that kind of stuff. But Urban Myers will find those guys that can coach on that staff that can play that game. And Urban Myers at Alabama could be very, very successful. Now, Urban Myers not easy to play for. Urban Meyer demands a lot out of his players. But Alabama's on the other not hand, Urban, Urban Meyer. Huh? There no, there's no way. Alabama. Nick sure. Saban has has established such a high standard of conduct and behavior. Alabama ain't hiring Urban Meyer. Mm, I don't they're, know. they're not desperate. Uh, Urban Meyer is a desperate hire. Urban Meyer is who you hire if you've tried like three other coaches and it hasn't worked in a while. Jimbo Fisher, I think, is also another desperate hire. Oh, my God. Alabama. No, please no. tell me no. Yeah, no. Please tell me no. It Guys, guys, it's going to be Kalen DeBoer. It's going to be DeBoer. I, I, I just, like, he, he checks all the boxes. He's canceling local radio interviews today. Uh, like, I didn't know that. I just I just saw that he he he's like a hundred and four and twelve as yeah. a Division one coach, and he has what three or four or however many national titles at NAI. The dude wins. He has brought Washington a ton of like it's going to be DeBoer. I, I think I think he was the top candidate anyway. Like if I had like if I'm Alabama and I've got to make that hire, he's the guy I'd hire anyway. But I think now it's it's like he seems to be the most interested anyway from just again, and we're just observing this. I don't talk to anybody at Alabama about this, but as we just like observe it, he always made the most sense to me because leaving Oregon, if you're Dan Lanning and the success he's had there, leaving Texas right now doesn't make a ton of sense. Leaving Washington for Alabama probably makes more sense. And he's the right kind of coach for Alabama to target. Norvell is interesting, too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But but DeBoer's track record in Division One is better than Norvell's. Is I know Norvell had though, this great season, but... I like DeBoer, don't get me wrong. And what he did at Washington this season was spectacular with Michael Penix and Romer Dunze and, and everybody they have there. But is it concerning at all with DeBoer that he's only been a division one head coach for three years. You know, he no. spent a couple years at Fresno state and then a very short amount of time at Washington before that offensive coordinator, wide receiver coach, like that sort of thing. I know he had an NAIA team 15, 20 years ago. Uh, is that concerning at all that he hasn't had a whole lot of time in division one football? Not to me because he's been a coach, you know, since he's been a, he's been a head coach in college since 2005. Right. And, and you can say it's at Sioux Falls. You can say whatever you want to say. The dude went 67 and three, right? When, and, and this is no knock on that level of competition. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm an advocate for lower level coaches big time. I said Brian Kelly a long time ago when he was at Grand Valley State, should have been in Division One, should have been in Notre Dame. It eventually happened, which was kind of funny. We, we see this all the time. I was fully on board with the Chris Kleiman hire. Look at the success Lance Leipold's had now, right? Like, do, do you really need to go just for what reason spend one or two more years in Division One? No, he's proven it at Division One. Like, he's proven it twice now, and he's been a he's been a head coach for a long. Guys, he went sixty-seven and three at Sioux Falls. Okay, you're not recruiting great talent at Sioux Falls. The talent level between Sioux Falls and their competition is probably not tremendous. 
Paul knows this as somebody who's coached at Friends. You got to coach at that level to win those kinds of games. Right. You got to. Right. Re- that's that's. There may not be more coaching involved than that level because the talent level is very similar from one team to the other. Right. You're taking under-recruited kids. You're convincing them to come to school there when they're probably not getting a scholarship to do it. And you're winning national championships. So, like, just the X's and O's aspect of being able to win at that level is proven time and time again to translate. One of the and most- by the way, we've already seen it translate at Washington playing in one of the best leagues in the country this year. Mm-hmm. So I, I, he's the best hire to me, has been, and I think he's interested. I think he's going to be the coach. Well, but one of the things that I think athletes will be interested in as to who is this coach that uh, at Alabama will be his record on getting guys to the NFL. See, that's the one thing about Nick Saban. I mean, I saw this morning Nick Saban – at Alabama had 49 first round draft picks. Think about that, fellas. 40 and there were years where he had two or three guys drafted in the first round uh, of the NFL. Well, the board's about to have two. He's about I to mean, have He's going to have he's going to have picks in a Dunze. I'm talking track record. I'm talking about over the course of time. Guys want to know that if I come to Alabama and play for you, can you get me the NFL? Cuz it's not about well, what kind of psychology department does the University of Alabama have? Will I be able to get a good psych degree? No, that's not what this is about. It's about how how good, how well can you prepare me? How how good a job will you do get me ready to play in the NFL when my time comes? And, and can I get drafted at the University of Alabama with you? Making sure I'm developed, and that's huge. And I'm not sure, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, that's going to come. That's going to come. For 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 this. For, well, he's been he's been at Washington two years. He's been the Pac-12 coach of the year both years. He's about to have two first round picks this year. He's proven with Penix that he can evaluate and develop transfer portal guys like Alabama's not going to all of a sudden not be able to recruit in the NIL world. They will be just fine and they'll be a top 10 recruiting class every year, no matter who their coach is. I go get the best coach I can find, and if you just stack coaching up against coaching, he's as good as anybody right now, I think. That's all well and good, but it wouldn't surprise me one bit if when this is all said and done and the dust settles that Lane Kiffin is the coach at Alabama. Did you hear what Greg McElroy said yesterday about Lane Kiffin? It, no. I, I have I'm I'm not sure I've ever heard somebody connected to a program give a harder and faster no on the bridges burned I'm just there. Saying. He's like he's he according to McElroy, like he's not even going to get a consideration. That's how many bridges have been burned there and how bad that relationship has been historically. What has Lane Kiffin done that makes him a better candidate than Kalen DeBoer? I'm not saying he's a better candidate. I'm just saying that it wouldn't shock me if You've got all of these top targets that are declining or they're staying at their current schools or whatever. And Alabama's like, fine, just bring in Lane Kiffin or bring in Dabo Sweeney. Like, you know, they've got connections, just bring them in, you know. And, and, and it's kind of like what we talked about before about how it's going to be, unless you are a Kalen DeBoer type coach, it's, it might be a little bit of a struggle, at least initially at Alabama, to stay relevant. And, and coming off of everything that Nick Saban built there. Yeah. So I just, I wonder if like at the end of the day, if Alabama's like, uh, we can't get our number one choice or number two choice or number three choice. Uh, let's just settle on Kiffin or settle on Sweeney. Lane Kiffin has, 
He's, he had a great year last year. Don't get me wrong. 11-2 and two in the SEC uh, is impressive. He's never had the kinds of years that DeBoer has had almost every year he's been a I'm not coach. debating the capabilities, and I'm not deb- – like, DeBoer is a better coach. Bottom line, hard stop. It, it just seems to me like – it seems to me like Kiffin would be so far down the list that there's there's just such little chance that they couldn't get – I mean, okay, so let me phrase it in this way then. Let me phrase it in this way. If you are Alabama and you've gotten turned down by your top people that you want to bring in, your Dan Lannings and your Steve Sarkeesians and whatever, and they say they're not interested, at what point, as you're going down the list and you've got your fourth choice, your fifth choice, do you finally just settle on somebody that you know has the ties to the, the program? Hmm. So I think there might be a misconception about these videos coming out from Dan Lanning and Steve Sarkeesian. I I believe that I read the same agent represents all of these coaches, by the way. Sexton, some guy named Sexton, like literally represents all of them. So here's how this could very logically work out. They're leveraging each other against each other to get raises, right? Who's to say that Alabama wanted Sarkeesian or Lanning more than they want DeBoer? But if the – like, DeBoer could very well be their top choice, right? And so if that's the case, and you're the guy who represents all three of these coaches, and I don't know that he does all three, but let's just hypothetically say there's an agent who represents all these guys or any agent that's worth their salt. If no matter who Alabama wants, before Alabama even shows any remote interest in your coach, you have a quick conversation with the coach and you say this. We're going to pretend like Alabama wants you no matter what the reality is. And we're going to get you a raise. And we're going to push for that raise yesterday. And so if you're Dan Lanning at Oregon, you go to Oregon and you're his agent and you say, guys, you've got to you, – we, we need the raise right now. Make this an easy decision for us so we don't have to go to Alabama. You have the exact same conversation with Texas administration. Even if Alabama has absolutely no interest in those guys – even if they're not the top choice. Maybe DeBoer's the top choice the whole time, but that doesn't mean you don't strike while the iron's hot if you're these other guys. So now you sit here and you and you're the and again, you represent all of them. You know who Alabama's interested in. If they're interested in DeBoer, you know they're interested in DeBoer. So you use that as leverage to get your other guys paid before the conversation with DeBoer ever happens. And then at the same time, you're working for DeBoer to get him to Alabama. Like, it's all, like, it all makes perfect sense. I would guess that DeBoer is the top choice and has been the top choice. This is absolutely a guess, like taking a swing in the dark, that he is the top choice, has been the top choice. And that Sarkeesian and Lanning will use this as leverage to get raises, whether they were the top choice or not, of which I don't think that they were. Lanning, maybe, but I don't think Sarkeesian's been the top choice. The, I think it's be I, I think it's DeBoer. In the real world, I don't see I really don't see Alabama taking another SEC coach. Now they may take one of the best coaches in the country in, in a couple of the other major conferences. I can see that happening. But in the SEC, I, I'm not so sure. And, and, and Lane Kiffin, enough baggage. You know, there's enough. He's burned enough bridges to, uh, uh, over the years. Uh, I certainly don't think he's going to be – I don't think he's a possibility. Not if you're Alabama. He's just not Alabama material, is he? Okay, so uh, d- this, this agent, Jimmy Sexton, does represent Sark. 
He does represent Dan Lanning. He represents Mike Norvell. He represents Dabo Sweeney. He represents James Franklin. Uh, I, I'm trying to find out if he if he represents DeBoer, but I'm telling you, like no matter who, the, the problem is we don't know who Alabama's top choice is. We're assuming who their top choice is. Uh, Jimmy Sexton is his agent. Okay, so I just I just found that out. So the same agent literally represents every candidate that's being floated out there in the media. By the way, why do you think it's floated out? Who I, I tell you guys this all the time. Who do you think floats names out to the media? Who do you think does that? It's the agents. Why? Because they work in leverage. I, I'm telling you from experience, whenever you see leaks of names interested, it is the agents leaking because that's what they get paid to do. Makes sense. They're leveraging contracts against each other. So when every major reporter on the same day and same time leaks that stuff out, here's what I'm hearing. Here's what it's the agents doing that. So if the same agent represents all of these candidates, that same agent knows who Alabama wants to talk to because he represents all of them. So if he knows DeBoer wants the if he a if he knows DeBoer wants the job and b if he knows Alabama wants DeBoer. He's going to immediately take that information, slam on the brakes, and try to get raises for his other clients that are perceived to be, based on the list of names he's leaking out to the media, right? Those clients will then get raises. As soon as that happens, you go back. You begin the negotiation with DeBoer. You get DeBoer paid. Alabama gets who they want. Your clients get what they want. Everybody wanted raises. They wanted DeBoer in the first place, not the guys that got raises. You get DeBoer the job. You get them raises. Everybody wins. And this is why this guy represents every single client. Hmm. I mean, that's what happens all the time. Interesting. You know something? I kind of see what you're saying. And it, it does happen all the time. All the Time. But I'll tell you I what. do think that it is interesting that you've got DeBoer canceling local radio interviews today. I didn't it see is. that until a little bit ago. I mean, I think that tells you while these other coaches are putting out videos that they're staying, he's not going now, on local radio when he, uh, he that's because it. he doesn't want to talk about it. Right. And right. I get that part, too. So you what you may have, too, is a list of candidates Alabama just wants to talk to. And he could just be on that list. So could Norvell. Yeah. So could Dabo Sweet. So could all these guys. But maybe they don't want to talk to Sarkeesian or Lanning. Maybe Lanning or Sarkeesian doesn't want the job. But the agent's job is to get them a raise anytime right. he can get them a raise. Right. And he will. And mission accomplished. And Alabama's going to get who they wanted in the first place. And when you represent everybody, you have all the power. You just leverage everything against each other to these schools. That's why he's their agent. And don't ever forget, when you see the names leaked out, coming from the agents they're the agents are great resources because they're doing everything they can to get guys raises don't don't let it don't let don't alabama's not leaking the names out of the people they want to talk to for this job that's not happening we'll come back sports daily 869-1240 on the way out here let's give away some hto we'll do a couple uh Jad, let's do because I'm going to bring you some new ones. Let's do a free iced tea and a free brew house, one of each. The iced tea is good for HDO in Wichita West, East, or in Derby. The brew house good for East, Wichita, or Derby. First caller right now, some free drinks on us here at Sports Daily, 869-1240. We'll come back with more right after this.